Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hey guys, how are you? I'm Adam. Uh, I'm one of the ministers on staff here at Christ Church. And you might know my daughter Bella, Bella Ryan Scooty. She's uh, an eighth grader. She's super excited to get into here and hang out with you guys in the next year. Um, And then I have a son, Bethany. My wife and I have a son named Grayson. He's in fifth grade. And I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get in here too. So, uh, like I said, I'm one of the ministers at Christ Church, and usually what I get to do is hang out with a few people, so this is a lot for me. Uh, I'm not used to this. And I thought it would be cool to sit on the stool, but I'm just not feeling it. So if you guys don't mind, I think I might just sit back here. Is that cool? Cool. Um, Galatians. So, so Adam asked me to do this like at the beginning of the semester, and I was like, yeah, no. And then he said, because, you know, I don't usually deal with 8 million people. Uh, But then he said Galatians, and I was really excited because I love this book. It It is awesome. And it talks about two of my favorite gifts from God, and that's grace and freedom. And these are things that I'm passionate about. In fact, I have a, a little wristband deal that says freedom on it because there, there is something that I believe about freedom that absolutely propels the gospel in our lives. And I believe that when we don't live in this freedom that God's given us, we're just less than what God would have us be. And sometimes we just don't see that. And, and really in, in Galatia, these people are, are kind of dealing with that. They're like... They've been told the gospel. They've been told about this grace and this freedom. But they're, like Michael said, they're, they're bound by the law. They're trying to do in order to be. And, and I want to talk a little bit about what Michael said in the video. Because he said four things that I think are absolutely, really, really, really important. One, you don't have to be afraid of what's out there. Because there is a God. He loves you. And he sent his son to die for you for the forgiveness of your sins, and so you can have a relationship with him. That's the gospel. That's the truth we hold on to. And through that truth, we have grace and freedom. Uh, he said, you don't have to earn God's love. He's already offered it to you. And that, that's what grace is. And we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. He said this, and this is the challenge. Take off the mask and let the gospel in. You don't have to hide behind who you believe people want you to be. God loves you for who you are who he's created you to be. That's challenging. That's hard. Because I know me, I, I think about what people think about me. And sometimes I act in a way that I think would please them instead of in a way that God created me to be. Finally, he said this, surrender to the change by receiving grace. That's a sermon right there. Uh, but tonight's message is for two types of people. For those of you who have given your life to Christ, and for those of you who haven't yet. For those of you who have, listen up. I mean, don't get bound by the law. Don't get bound by things that restrict the freedom that we have in Christ. And for those who haven't, listen up, because there is a life that God is, is giving to you and asking you to grab if you want it. And that's the tension, isn't it? 
Like, there's this tension about living with God because it's really hard. It's really, really hard. But here's the thing, it's simple. It's kind of like getting up in the morning. Like, I don't want to get up. I'm tired. I was up late, right? But I got school, or I got work, or I got this, or I got that, so I have to get up. And it's really, really hard, but it's simple. Just get up and go. So that's kind of this whole life with Christ. It's like really, really, really hard, but it's simple. We just have to trust him. So what I want to do is rip through Galatians. And then I want to make a point. And I'm going to ask a lot of questions tonight. But, and as we're going through, I want you to think about these things. Because I believe that these are the questions that have to be asked if we're going to grow in this freedom, in this grace. So Galatians 1, 3 through 5. Right away, Paul's right out the gate. He says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins so that he might rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forevermore. Amen. This is the gospel. That's what we believe. This is who we are. And we are sealed in Christ. So here's the question. Do you believe in the good news of Jesus? Galatians 1, 6, and 7, Paul continues, I'm amazed that you're so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another gospel. Only there are some of you who are disturbing you and want you to distort the gospel of Christ. So here's a question. We're in Christ, but are you still wrestling with sin? Galatians 1.10, for I'm not, am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I wouldn't be a bondservant of Christ. And I wrestle with this one. We're in Christ, but are you still seeking people's approval over God's approval? Galatians 2.16 says, nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. We're in Christ, but are you still trying to earn it? Galatians 3.6 says, Even so, Abram believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Righteousness means right relationship with God. It's, it's shalom. I mean, it's, it's perfect relationship. No hindrance, no battle. So here's the question. We're in Christ, but are you living fully in your relationship with him? So let's recap these questions and get some answers. Do you believe the good news of Jesus Christ? I mean, that's, that's the foundation, right? And there's only three responses. What? I thought there were only two. There's three. Yes, no, or I just don't know. And I don't know where you are in that. Might be yes. Might be no. Might be I, I, I come to this place and I hear these things. I just don't know doesn't matter where you are what matters is God loves you and he's pursuing you and he wants to be with you and all you got to do is say here I am and then the other four questions are you still wrestling with sin are you still seeking people's approval are you still trying to earn your salvation are you living fully in your relationship with Jesus these all have to do with our identity and and here's the thing guys in high school Identity is crazy. Seniors, think about when you were freshmen. Freshmen, 
Think about when you were like in fourth grade, sophomores, juniors, like the time from your every year is massively different. And each time there's almost this identity crisis. And the, and the thing is this, in high school for me, I was always trying to do something, right? I was always trying to do Athletics. I was always trying to do academics. I was always trying to do something in order to figure out who I was. Man, that's backwards. And it leaves us constantly trying to figure out who we are. But the beautiful thing is God tells you who you are. That you're loved. That you're his child. That he's with you. That he has purpose for you. And when we start to embrace him... Instead of trying to do all these things in order to be something, it flips. And we start to embrace that identity and we start to be who we are. And there's freedom because that's who you are. And then we find out what God has for us to do. Because doing flows from our being. And we will only know who we are when we spend time with Jesus. So Paul continues in Galatians 3.24. He says, Therefore the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. And sometimes, guys, we, we look to the Bible for answers or we look to church for answers or we look to rules for answers. And the Bible's good and church is good and rules are good. But if we grab onto those things and we miss out on Jesus, it's just not there. Just not there. Galatians 3, 25, 26 says this. But now that a faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. This is our identity. Loved by God. You guys love anyone? Think about it real quick. I'm sure you love someone, right? I love Bella. Bella's back there. Hi, hi Bella. She supports me. Huge encouragement. Thank you for being here, baby. So here's the thing. If Bella, or if someone you loved, drowned someone, was just like, I'm sick of you, ah, right? Like, would I love her less? Would you love that person less that you loved before they drowned someone? No. I'd be like, oh my gosh, what did you do? I'd be like, that's crazy, I'm so confused right now. But I wouldn't love her any less. When we do things that are messed up and sinful, God doesn't love us less, guys. You're his kid. There's nothing that Bella could ever do to make me love her any less. There's nothing you can do that will make God love you any less. But if we're going to understand this, if we're going to embrace grace and freedom and our identity, then we have to understand what grace is. Grace is a gift. You, have you ever gotten a gift? I'm glad somebody has. So when you got that gift, what did you do? You received it. You ripped through it like Bella on Christmas. You opened it. And then, like, if it was something, you used it, right? So that's what gifts do. We receive them, we open them, we use them. And if we don't receive God's grace and open it and use it, we'll never live in the identity he's given us. And you won't be able to give grace to others. And guys, we live in the rhythms of God's grace. And, and right now, a lot of you are like this tonight. Because, you know, maybe you don't know who you are. Maybe you're trying to figure it out. Maybe you're trying to be cool for whoever else 
Start living like this. Just be you. When you be you, people love you. When you try to be someone you're not, it's just tough. This is grace. But if we're going to receive grace, we can't receive grace when we're like this. We receive grace when we're like this. Michael said, surrender the change by receiving grace. Receiving God's grace and embracing our identity in Christ leads us to baptism. Galatians 3.27 says, For all of you who were baptized into Christ have closed yourselves with Christ. Baptism is where you say, I'm dying to myself. I'm giving myself fully to Jesus. And I'm receiving Jesus fully. I'm no longer living for myself, but for Jesus. As a child who's loved, and I'm now free to live and fulfill my purpose with Jesus because of who I am in Jesus. Baptism is a ceremony. Ancient cultures had ceremonies. They were rites of passages. You know what a rite of passage is? It's where you go from being a child to being an adult. The Romans, when, when you were a child, they'd, they'd wrap you in a tunic. But when they were in an age of maturity, they'd go through a ceremony, and they'd receive a toga libera. And this indicated to everyone that they were moving from childhood into freedom. So here's a question. Do you want to be a free citizen in the kingdom of God, leaving behind childish ways? And why don't you think about that tonight? Are you ready to leave childish ways behind and grow in the maturity in the Lord, experiencing the joy of being in his kingdom? That's a personal question. The Greeks had a ceremony. And the rite of passage that they had was called the apatoria. And this ceremony was one of identity where you went from being someone outside the community. They didn't consider children citizens and people in the community. And they went from being outside of the community to being embraced as part of the community. So here's the question. Do you want to be embraced as part of the family of God? Again, think about it. Do you want to be embraced as a child of God and a valued member of his family? A common ceremony that we might be familiar with is a Jewish ceremony. For guys, it's called a bar mitzvah. For ladies, it's called a bat mitzvah. And this is where they step into adulthood, meaning this, that their parents are no longer responsible for their actions. The children were now adults. They're responsible for their actions. So here's the question. Do you want to be responsible for your faith? Or do you want to live as a child living on your parents' faith? This is a pivotal age, guys. Especially you seniors, juniors. Because you know what? You're going to college. Soon. And mom and dad aren't there. And people are going to do a lot of knuckleheaded things. Maybe you've experienced some of those knuckleheaded things already. It's a, it is a hard path. How do you have a faith that says, I know Jesus loves me. I know that's enough. I know I don't have to necessarily involve myself in things that steal life away from me instead of give life to me. You're all at an age where you have to come to answer these questions. Do you want to be a free citizen in the kingdom of God, leaving behind your childish ways? Do you want to be embraced as a child of God and a valued member of his family? Do you want to be responsible for your faith, or do you want to live as a child living on your parents' faith? As a mature follower of Jesus in God's kingdom, he brings us freedom. He brings us identity. He gives us grace 
and he brings us purpose. And that's what Paul says in Galatians 4, 1 through 7. He says, listen, I'm going to explain how all this works. When a minor inherits an estate from his parents, although he's the owner of everything, he's the same as a slave. Until the day set by his father, the minor is subject to the authorities or guardians whom his father put in charge. It's like that with us. There was a time when we were like children held under the elemental powers of this world. When the right time arrived, God sent his son into this world, born of a woman, subject to the law, to free those who just like him were subject to the law. Ultimately, he wanted us all to be adopted as sons and daughters because you're now part of God's family. He sent the spirit of his son into our hearts and the spirit calls out, Abba, Father. You no longer have to live as a slave because you're a child of God. And since you're his child, God guarantees us an inheritance that's waiting for us. So where does this leave us? Uh, If you're serving tonight and you'd like to just be around the room, that would be awesome. Uh, Guys, we're missing a ceremony. I mean, I don't know how many of you went through a rite of passage. I didn't. And I missed out because there was no transition from a childhood into adulthood. It was all of a sudden this thing that I tried to navigate and figure out. What's missing in our lives is a ceremony. We just don't have that in our culture. So tonight, we're going to have a ceremony. If you guys are finished playing church games and wrestling with sin, trying to be good enough, if you're sick of having the burden of guilt and shame in your life, if you're done with childish ways and actions, if you want to live on your own faith, if you want to embrace and be embraced as part of the family of God, if you're done living with immaturity and want to live in the freedom that God offers, then let's get rid of our masks and let the gospel in. So here's the deal. If you want to stand before God tonight and declare that, God, I'm yours, and I want you to be mine. If, I'm, if you're ready to live as, as he's created you to live, if you're ready to grow in your relationship with God, whether you've placed your faith in him or not, if you're ready to take it to the next level, then here's what I'd like you to do. Uh, we're going to ask uh, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors to, to get up and go uh, to either your connections groups or your D group leaders or just pick a leader. But kind of try and stay in this general area. Freshmen over there, sophomores over there, juniors over there, seniors over there. And you can go now. Go ahead, don't be afraid. You can get up, you can go, it's okay. And here's the thing, once you get there, go ahead. Once you get there, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a little ceremony. And the ceremony is going to look like this. I'm going to lead a time of prayer. And I'm going to ask the adults to pray a prayer over you that I'm going to lead them in. And then, if it's your desire and you want to give your life to Christ more fully and grow in this relationship and take more responsibility for who you are in Christ, then I'm going to ask you to repeat after me as I lead you in a prayer. So if everyone's there, adults, I'd like you to stretch out your hands. Maybe lay your hands on one or two of them. And I'd like you to repeat after me. Blessed be you, God, who has taken 
the responsibility of this child. I commit them to your hands and pray your continued blessing on them as they honor you. So students, raise your hands and repeat after me. God, my God, on this sacred day, which marks my passage from childhood to adulthood, I humble myself before you and solemnly declare that I will keep your commandments and bear the responsibility of my actions towards you. I give you all that I am and all that I have and I receive all that you are and all that you have. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, we need touch points in our life. We need times to remember decisions we've made. Tonight can be that. Mark it down. Remember it. Return to it. You don't have to wrestle with sin. You don't have to wrestle with shame and guilt. God is yours, and you are his. Does that mean that you're not going to mess up? No. But it means that you don't have to live in the shame and guilt that the enemy wants to throw on us. Here's the thing. When you experience maturity in Christ, when you mess up, you run to him. You're no longer children. Children wallow in self-pity. And they think that they're a loser. You're not losers. You're children of God. Guys, I'm way out of time. But I want to encourage you to read Galatians 5. Because here's the thing. When you are mature in Christ, you're free. Amen? That's good enough. (laughs) You're free to serve. You're free to love. You're free to walk by the Spirit. You're free to not sin. You're free to live in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and and self-control. You're free to die to your selfishness and live by the Spirit. Freedom isn't doing whatever you want to do. Freedom is living with Jesus. Guys, I want to pray as you return to your seats. You can return to your seats while we pray. It's okay. And, um, and I just want you to listen. And listen to the Spirit. Father, thank you for your family. Thank you that we are your children, that we love you, and that you love us. And Father, I pray for everyone here tonight that they would embrace you more fully, experience you more deeply, and love you more greatly. God, we love you. We give you this time. And as we enter into worship, I just pray that we would fully continue to fully give ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.